Welcome to the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I'm Deborah Herlax Enos, a small town girl turned TV nutritionist and healthy living expert. I design health programs for the average guy or gal, including those average guys named Metallica. On September 1st, 2020, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I asked every oncologist the same question, why did I get cancer? But none of my doctors had good answers for me. I wanted answers and that's why I started this podcast. I wanna help you to lower your cancer risk and provide self-care tips for those in the battle. I'm getting answers and I wanna share them with you. Today's takeaway really surprised me after my conversation with August from Tech Wellness. So apparently Wi-Fi can really disrupt your melatonin production. This is really troublesome at night when you're trying to sleep, but also as far as the cancer connection, if you are low in melatonin, you are at higher risk for breast cancer. Take a listen to today's podcast and get the entire scoop from my new friend, August at Tech Wellness. Welcome everybody to Why Did I Get Cancer? And I am ridiculously excited about today's guest. Today I'm talking to August, and she is the force behind tech wellness. And I have learned so much from her. I honestly consider her a mentor and I've never even met her. August, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thank you, Deborah. It's really an honor. I'm really happy to be talking about this topic in particular. And thank you for covering it in such depth. I think, I think you're asking a question that too many people have to ask these days. You know, it's so sad. Right, right. Absolutely. I know. And we all use cell phones all the time. I mean, I don't know anybody who doesn't have one. So let's just jump in to this murky water of EMFs. And August, can you tell us a little bit about EMFs and specifically your EMF story? Okay. Well, EMFs are electro magnetic fields. And they actually come from anything electrical. But what we, and I think you are focusing when you talk about the cell phone, you're talking about the wireless variety. And those particular EMFs are a little bit different and they are called radio frequency electromagnetic fields. And people refer to them as radiation, EMF radiation, radio frequency radiation, EMR. So any of those terms typically these days are used to describe wireless radiation. So a lot of people don't really, you know, quite grasp that in their hands is a two-way microwave device. That's what the phone is. And it's communicating with an antenna. The antenna is sending the signal and your phone is sending a signal back and allows us to do all these wonderful things. Maybe today someone here on this podcast is actually using wireless. Are you? (laughs) (laughs) I think a few of us are. (laughs) Okay. Well, the the antidote is uh, wired. So my connection right now is wired and we can get all of that same technology the way we used to get it back in the day, which is probably going to be the way we're going to use it in the future through an ethernet cable or a fiber optic cable. So that communication doesn't necessarily have to occur wirelessly. Interesting. Isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's super interesting. And you know, when you when you buy a cell phone or you're, you know, you get your new laptop, it just seems like, well, this is the technology. This is the way it's best used. But it sounds like you're suggesting that there might be another way to use it and and not have to give anything up. Is that true? It's true. Well, except for the cell phone 
signal itself. Now we can we can transmit through apps like this one. We're using the Riverside app right now. And so through an application like Signal or even FaceTime through Facebook and Instagram, all of those apps can allow us to talk and to have camera access. So we have our microphone access and our camera access without using a cell phone signal. So I really love the idea of wiring up my cell phone. So my ethernet cable connects to the modem in my home and that ethernet cable goes throughout my home and then connected to those ethernet cables are adapters. And so, you know, you've got your cell phone and where you plug in for the power, you take that power cord out and you put in an adapter and the ethernet goes directly to your phone and you have internet access. Does that make sense? Okay. It does. Yeah, it does. And so, I mean, I will, I will be honest and say, this sounds like some, uh, some work. (laughs) So why, why would I, why, why would I want to do that? And what could this radio frequency and non-ionizing, what kind of health issues could that be potentially causing in my body? And therein lies the point, exactly. And like you said, we'll talk about maybe my personal EMF. uh, Well, no, I'll talk about it right now. My personal EMF journey with electromagnetic fields and wireless energy allowed me to understand over 30 years ago that there was a biological connection. So the very first time I picked up a cell phone, it was a Christmas present. And my husband said, oh, it's a program. Call your mom. Just dial your mom. And when I did and I pressed power, uh, I... I felt the energy throughout my body and my body cringes like it's on video and I shake. I shake because I'm feeling the energy. And way back then, I first felt it. And every time I picked up a cell phone, even till this to this day, I can feel the energy and it doesn't feel good. And so I started trying to figure out why other people weren't feeling like I was feeling. And it took years and years and years. And I uh, discovered Dr. George Carlo, who did the very first big study on EMF radiation for the cell phone industry and discovered way back then uh, health effects, brain tumors in rats. And so uh, anyway, the biggest problem with EMF and wireless energy is that today there are thousands of studies linking EMF exposure with various illnesses, uh, cancer, infertility, uh, some you know things that a lot of us experience every day like anxiety and heart palpitations and insomnia so you feel this you're kind of you know that expression canary in the coal mine they used to have the take the canary canary down into the coal mine if the canary died that means there wasn't enough oxygen for humans to survive so that's where that expression comes from so are you a bit of the canary in the coal mine or are we all feeling this to a certain extent, but maybe you're just a little bit more sensitive to this? I think I was sensitive from my, from my background, my background of being uh, in a, in a very bad car accident when I was young and then the healing and just everything that, that occurred, many, many, many surgeries, I think allowed my body to become super sensitive. And so uh, I can feel it, but these days, so many more people are being diagnosed with electromagnetic hypersensitivity. I have a great podcast that I did when I went back to England a couple of years ago for an EHS conference. So I talked to many people who had been diagnosed with sometimes very severe 
EHS where they can't even go outside. When there's a a cell tower nearby, a Wi-Fi nearby, they really have to insulate themselves from all wireless exposure. So let me pose another question. I just love this topic. So I have read a couple of articles that anxiety is linked to wireless devices and this radiation that is coming off of these non-native forms of radiation. Have you you heard the same thing? Yeah, I spoke with a researcher from Israel about four months ago who released a study that she did with rats um, on melatonin production. And the goal of the study, and I love it when researchers actually use an actual cell phone. They don't use a fake signal. She had cell phones surrounding the cages of rats and found that those who were exposed had a a huge decrease in melatonin production. And at the same time, she said, and the rats showed anxiety behavior. That's what she noticed the most, as well as brain autophagy, a lot of bad things happened. And so, yes, yeah. And and I can send you a link to that. It's a, a story on anxiety on our website and her research study. Uh, but anyway, yes. And I think that, you know, we're, there's, a lot of reasons the cell phone can cause anxiety. You know, just the blue light, the the stress of it the seeming to call our names with notifications, you know, there's, so yes, but, but she, without any other input, just the radiation, she said that the, the rat showed uh, anxiety, I can't pronounce the word, anxiety, anxiety, anxietic. It was something like that, how she put it. Yes. Uh, behavior every time that the cell phone was introduced to the cage. And and that was really, really had a, uh, an impact on her because it surprised her. Oh my goodness. I mean, I, I would think that would be so surprising, especially because, you know, 25 years ago, if I lost my wallet, I would be really stressed. Fast forward 25 years, if I lose my cell phone, I'm going to be even more stressed. And so we carry it with us all the time without even giving it a second thought. And in fact, I've read a couple of studies that you know, 90% of people who don't have a cell phone on them feel nervous and anxious because they don't have it. But in reality, (laughs) they're anxious if they do, and they're anxious if they don't. And so it sounds like, August, that you're saying this is something that we can manage, is this anxiety from the cell phone. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I remember I I interviewed years ago for the Costco Connection magazine, Dr. Andrew Wild. And we had had this amazing conversation about cell phones. And he said, it's a little bit like gambling. And every time you pull the slot machine and, you know, money comes out, there's just this massive release of serotonin and you're just, it just grabs you and it just makes you feel good. And he said, it's the same way when you get a Facebook like or an Instagram comment, it's highly addicting and it's like gambling. There's no end in sight. Um, I'll give you a story and then I'm going to ask you some questions about um, this radiation from devices and just stepping outside with the cell phone towers and all of that. So here's my story. So when our kids were younger, you know, maybe just hitting the teenage years, we broke down as parents and got them cell phones. 
I'd read those studies back in the 80s about about, um, wire towers, and you shouldn't buy a house where there's lots of wires in the backyard. So I said to the kids, stop it. You're frying my future grandchildren. (laughs) And how right (laughs) you were. By putting that cell phone in your front pocket, and they would look at me like I was just this crazy woman. But I kept at him, you know, do not put that in your front pocket. I don't want grandchildren with three heads. And so we would laugh and I was trying to make a point by being a goofy, you know, mom. But tell us about cell phones and breast cancer. Yeah, but can we quickly talk about what you just were pointing out? Fertility. You know, one in five couples is having difficulty conceiving currently. And there are many reasons, just as with breast cancer, you know, there are so many reasons that it could be happening. The chemicals, the the endocrine disruptors, you know, there, there are many reasons. Tight underwear, right? So there's definitely a direct effect. And, you know, there it it's, leads to a decrease in sperm and a decrease in motility of sperm. So it's it's going having two different mechanisms of making it more difficult to conceive. And so, yeah, you were so right to take it out of the front pocket and also so right not to put it in your bra or in a t-shirt that has a pocket over your breasts because there are definitely, now there aren't, there aren't really completely conclusive studies but there are studies that I talk about in in an article about why you know I don't want a mammogram and why I don't recommend people wear their phones in their bras. Number one, but isn't it crazy that that actually in my iPhone manual and I have an iPhone eleven right now, um, and it tells me to keep that if that my phone should be worn or carried with five millimeter separation from my body. It tells me that. Yes. Wow. It says to not put it actually on your on your skin, not on not in contact. Okay. Good to know. And that is so that I can very simply reach the government very relaxed standards uh, for SAR absorption, which is called standard rate of absorption, which by the way only takes into effect the heating element of our cell phones. And so these warnings that you can find, if you just turn on your phone and you go into general and you look at legal and it's under legal and it's called uh, RF exposure information. And it's required by the government to be in all of our cell phones. And these are these are just what the the company who made the phone mandates as the recommended separation of the phone from your body. Now, five millimeters, okay, so that's like a fifth of an inch, right? 25 millimeters an inch, but it's enough, right? I recommend a foot. Always keep that phone about 12 inches from your body. And that's at a minimum. The nice thing about any EMF is that it dissipates with distance from the source. And so the source in this case, the scariest source would be your phone. And the phone has several different antennas these days. You know, your phone might have up to five different antennas in it. And each one of those antennas is emitting its own little type or form of electromagnetic field or radio frequency radiation. Crazy, right? Wow, it almost sounds like it's impossible to get away from. You know, you go outside and what if you you do live near a cell tower? And 
with 5G rolling out, aren't we, as you know, we're outside thinking we're in nature, are we still getting hit with some of these? My meter tells me yes. Uh, and it's so, it's very sad. And you know, there are so many great organizations like the Environmental Health Trust and Americans for Responsible Technology run by Joel Moskowitz from Berkeley who um, are really helping consumers reach out to the cell phone companies to through their own communities to help limit the placement of these, they're called small cells and they're like the Environmental Health Trust says, there's really nothing small about them because they're sending out a lot of EMF. And some people are calling me and telling me somebody came and put one right across the street from their patio or across from their child's bedroom. Yes, and so these are helping us all stay connected, kind of like our smart meters, all connect to other smart meters like in, and form this mesh network. And so we can all have better signal, but when we're outside where we think we're safe, often we're being exposed to a lot more than we would ever realize without the help of a meter. The studies, we just, we don't have the studies of what it's called, this ambient radiation. We know, we know about the radiation that we can control, like the cell phone and the bra. You know, we know that there have they're starting to do um, more and more research specifically, but it's kind of hard to do this research on humans to compare those who you know have particular types of cancer and don't have any of the other inherited risk factors or or no other risks that are healthy, and then compare them to people who uh, don't have cancer and have the same back background and then try to figure out, well, was this from the cell phone? But we do know, we do have like uh, Dr. Lisa Bailey did, this was back in 2014. She uh, did, you know, the MRI study with the dye and uh, she saw that in the MRIs that people who had told her that they put their cell phones in their breasts. She could, in their, over their breasts and their bras, uh, she could see in the breast imaging exactly where the cancer mimicked the cell phone. Yes, so many studies, even our own national toxicology program study done by our own government, millions of dollars, concluded just two years ago, clear evidence of an association with tumors in the hearts of male rats. And clear evidence of brain tumors and clear evidence really? of tumors in adrenal glands of these rats. And so, you know, if your own government is coming out with these studies uh, and then sort of hiding them away, you know, it's not huge news, but they're there. They can easily be found. You can read them. You know, we can all read them and and process them, but it points to the fact that we absolutely should be exercising precaution. That cell phone radiation does cause oxidative stress, just making it harder for our bodies to do what they're meant to do. Right. right. And why do we want to make our, our life any harder? And as a very recent cancer survivor and thriver, I don't want to get cancer again. So I, I want to do whatever I can and then pass that wisdom along to people on this podcast of, hey, maybe 
again, maybe we're right, maybe we're wrong, but for most of our life in this world, we haven't had cell phones. I mean, our current generation has, but you know, a hundred years ago, we didn't have cell phones. So is there a better way for you to carry it if you're going on a walk? Could you put it in airplane mode? Airplane mode is one of the, my favorite things about my phone. And my phone, I would say that my phone is in airplane mode 90% of the time. And what do I get to? I can compose an email while it's in airplane mode. It doesn't send. (laughs) I listen to every podcast. I listen to your podcast while on airplane mode. I download my podcasts. And then when it gets too full, I delete podcasts, but I listen to them while I'm on airplane mode. And and your phone is still close by. And also I I carry mine um, also because I've there are a lot of privacy issues, you know, with our phones and our GPS doesn't turn off when our phone does. That GPS antenna is still there and still working, even in airplane mode. Well, that's why Faraday bags are so popular. Yeah. Can you tell us about what what is a Faraday bag? It's a pouch that's completely sealed with and lined with a metallic material that prevents any of those fields from coming in or coming out. So the trick is it has to be sealed 100%. So you've probably heard of this shielding material that some people are saying to, you know, wear on your body and other people are saying to put on the curtains to block the EMF that's coming from that cell phone tower down the down the street. Those are other applications. But the only application that absolutely stops 100% of those EMF electromagnetic fields is a Faraday because it's sealed up completely. Nothing in, nothing out. So for for the people that really care about being offline, really care about their privacy, or me, really care about not being exposed to EMF, I like to keep mine in a Faraday bag. And then I take it out when I want to use it. And then I, if I do need to make a call, I put it in the front pouch of my Faraday so you can get well away from your cell phone while you're on a call. Where there's a will, there's a way. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if somebody really needs to get a hold of me, you know, I'll make a plan, like call me at this time and I'll have my phone on. You know, there are things we can do like that after the workday where that, you know, we don't have to keep our phone on all the time. So let me um, ask you another question, August, about kids. Are, Are kids more susceptible to this type of radiation? Well, yes, because we have the benefit of several different things, including the thickness of our bones. Our bones help protect us from this exposure. And also children's cells are new and young, and they have found that the younger cells are more affected by this toxin in various research studies. So yes, of course, kids are more affected. I think they're more affected by all of the toxins that we could expose them to, right? And so, yeah, so we really, really, I mean, a kid holding a cell phone to their head actually makes my stomach hurt when I see it. I couldn't agree with you more. They're really changing in our world. And these are some really simple tips that could mitigate your risk. And again, we've talked about, there are research studies, but you know, we, we could be wrong, but why not just err on the side of caution, take away a couple of these tips. I think probably the most important tip that I'm going to start doing more 
is downloading podcasts. And I'll do that and listen, you know, download them obviously when I have a connection, but then listen to them in in my airplane mode. But also, August, I love that tip about writing an email in airplane mode and then just clicking back in and sending it. So I think that those are some some easy ways to help reduce my exposure because I don't want cancer again. I don't want high levels of anxiety. And I think that, you know, this is just an area that we need to start really looking at as an impact to our health. Deborah, will you try one more thing? I would love to. Will you try to turn your Wi-Fi off at night? Yes. And I will tell you, I read about that on your website and I do have to battle my husband a little bit about that. And um, I will say I'm more sensitive to these types of things than he is. Um, and so he did put a um, an on-off switch in our bedroom. And I have to say that when I remember to turn the Wi-Fi off at night, I sleep better. Is that is that um, something I'm imagining, August, or is that possible? Really? Not at all. Not at all. That study that we talked about earlier about melatonin and your body's proper release of the melatonin, the sleep hormone that just makes you, you know, it does so many good things for your body, include help you fight cancer. But um, the melatonin will has been shown to be stopped with that wireless energy. And then the next step, <laughs> hardwire. I love that. Hardwire is the next <laughs> my step. Next, that's my next step for 2022. <laughs> Well, August, I um, I learned so much from you today, and I just want to let all of our listeners know I'm going to have some amazing links to um, August's information in today's show notes, um, along with her studies, and she also offers um, coaching. So you can, it's very reasonably priced, by the way, August. People can call you and set up a time, and they can ask you all of their questions and and figure out, you know, how can I make my home a safer place or my office? Um, so again, check out today's show notes. August, such a pleasure speaking with you and thank you for coming on Why Did I Get Cancer? Thank you so much for having me and, and best wishes to you and be well. Oh, thank you. August has an amazing discount for my listeners. So she talks a lot about using a Faraday bag. A Faraday bag is basically a small little handbag that you can put your phone in that's going to keep radiation from coming out and blasting your body. So go to today's show notes, use the code DEBRA15 to get $15 off of the August Crossbody Faraday bag. Okay, we are full on in winter mode, which means I am supplementing with vitamin D. My favorite vitamin D is available at Seeking Health. I use the liquid vitamin D drops with a little bit of vitamin K. So use the code ENOSDEC, so ENOSDECEMBER, to get your great discount for vitamins at Seeking Health. Check out today's show notes for more information. Thank you for joining me today on the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I've got my shopping guide for all of my cancer self-care items in the show notes, along with information about today's guest and our show sponsors. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you never miss an episode. Keep in mind, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a gal that got diagnosed with cancer and wanted answers. If you need medical advice, please be sure to consult with a medical professional. 
And thank you for listening. 